0: Cutting through an overload of information to get to the heart of the story, this is The Point.
1: Welcome to this uh, special edition of The Point coming to you from Beijing. I'm Li Xin. Leisure cycling is gaining popularity in China. According to the China Bicycle Association in 2022, the income of bicycle and e bicycle businesses increased 3% year on year. Their profits increased more than 20% year on year. And the upcoming Hangzhou Asian Games may take the cycling craze to a new level. The Asian Games feature four categories of cycling, track cycling, road cycling, mountain biking and BMX racing. What are the differences between these categories? What significance do the Games hold for the development of cycling sports in Asia? And how does the competitive level of cycling relate to the public's love for bicycles? I talked to David Labartien, president of the International Cycling Union, or UCI. We know cycling is one of the first events um, to be included in the Asian Games as early as in 1951. So what are your expectations? Are you excited about the upcoming Games?
2: Of course, uh, I'm completely excited and uh, I know that the size is a very big size. This is one of the major events worldwide. even more athletes than the Olympic Games itself. Uh, and of course, cycling is the key asset of the uh, Asian Games. So very pleased and very uh, proud for my sport that with our different disciplines, we'll be, uh, we will celebrate the sport in China and uh, of course for all the Asian countries.
1: So how big are these cycling events for the Asian Games? I understand there are four categories I'm not a cyclist, but I try to learn track, road, um, BMX. Help us understand a bit more. What are some of the events, and how big will the competitions be?
2: It will be really big because you know uh, cycling is booming in Asia. All of the the national Olympic committees, they have a cycling federation, so cycling is really widespread uh, in in the continent, and we have really top athletes riding in the World Tour. We have top athletes on BMX. We have top athletes on mountain bike. Track cycling is also really, really important. We know uh, that uh, each Olympic Games, we have, for example, a gold medal for, for China and for a lot of countries uh, in Asia. So for us to be part with all our disciplines in this program is really key. And our national federations are really focused they know that every four years, uh, this is really key for some of them. Some of them can't qualify for the Games, but they can qualify for the uh, ASEAN Games. So- the Athen Games, for some of them, is really the goal.
1: How special is the fact that the Games are being held in China, in Hangzhou, and it's a beautiful city? I mean, I'm looking at a beautiful skyline here. And uh, with cycling, you get to see the the landscape, the city, the scenery here. So what are your expectations about the um, the kind of fun and entertainment that spectators may get out of the cycling events?
2: Cycling as and more specifically road cycling, we have really something special, because you don't you don't have ticketing, you don't you can really go along the the routes and to see the riders. So it, it's something free and it's a way to showcase uh, the landscape, uh, the city. Because if you are in a closed arena, you can be uh, everywhere in the world, it would look like the same. But with road cycling, uh, with the helicopters, all the views you can showcase your city, your landscape, uh, your region. So that's why cycling is so important for the local organizing committee, uh, for the city, and of course, for China.
1: How good are Asian players in terms of cycling? Because if you do a bit of research on Google, for instance, the top 10 world ranking cyclists are mostly Europeans, with one exception of a Colombian, maybe. Uh, it seems that Asians are not there yet. Can we expect a world-class competition during the cycling events in the Asian Games?
2: Yes, we, we really expect on road cycling to have more Asian riders at the top level. We are very good Asian riders, but not completely, at the date of today, able to win the top, top, top races, uh, but they have the potential to do this. So uh, with the, the calendar increasing in Asia, I think it will give more opportunities for them to compete. But the highest level today is still, I would say, in in, in Europe. But we have now also some African riders at the top, able to be world champion, also in Pan-American continent, in Oceania. And I'm sure in Asia it could be the same. But if we take the other disciplines, uh, you have really top top athletes uh bmx freestyle um, bmx um, track cycling so you have really athletes to be uh, already at the top level and even the world champion but road cycling not at the level exactly it should be
1: and i understand you have been championing women's participation in cycling for instance a woman version, maybe a Tour de France. Um, how, why do you advocate for women's participation in cycling? And uh, what's the potential for Asian women?
2: Women's cycling is really booming worldwide. In, in, in less than five years, we can see really the gap. We have now really professional team. We have world team. The level of the salaries uh, has been really, really uh, nothing in comparison with uh, with uh, on, on the past. The average salary for the women now is seventy-six thousand US dollar per year, which is which is good, you know, at the top level. Uh, so and and um, of course for Asia there is also a, a lot of space uh, at this level. And at the UCI we are also working. We have here in the UCI quarters. Uh, women's team, with in mind not to have European countries, but to have talented riders coming from all over the world and to give them the same opportunity to reach the highest level. And we have some of them coming from Asia.
1: Great. We're looking forward definitely to see that. I'm going to come to one topic that is slightly um, different, anti-doping. We know that the cycling world was very much... um, A victim, let's say, of doping, but this year there are new methods being introduced to provide doping that is more convenient, more reliable. There's more education for awareness to fight doping. As head of the International Cycling Union, what are your expectations and what can you tell us about that front?
2: For us, it's it's really key because I always say that credibility has no price, but it has a cost. And we spend every year. 10 million US dollars to fight against doping, which is huge. We are clearly in front of the bench. We uh, gave, I would say, all our anti-doping program to the International Testing Agency. That is an independent agency created by the world anti-doping agency and the IOC, uh, and, and we'll continue to do this. Uh, as, as you said, uh, the metal, it, it's always improving. Uh, so we always have to, to to challenge ourselves on on this, but we uh, we really want to, now I believe that our sport is more credible than in the past. We were the sport of doping, we are now the sport of anti-doping. But with this in mind, uh, if you always try to find, if you check, you can find cheaters. The message we want to deliver is, if you cheat, one day we'll catch you. And this is really what we are able to do. And we can see a new phase of cycling. I would say we can see real cycling. Some years ago, uh, it's true that uh, we were not probably uh, the 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 best spot uh, for the fight against doping. We are clearly uh, we clean in front of our door, you know. And and now we are clearly the leading spot. Everybody is is taking example about the, what the UCI is doing.
1: Well, definitely, I hope that this year's games will be a good, real, uh, true game for all the. Uh, athletes. Um, I also want to talk about eSport because that is a very popular section with uh, young people. And you are also the chair of the ILC, the International Olympic Committee's eSports and Gaming Liaison Group, a very interesting uh, job. You know that the eSports events for the Asian Games are the best-selling ones for this year's game. Actually, people have to get a lottery in order to win tickets so what explains the huge popularity of esports and what are the things to expect during this year's asian games
2: esports is really booming worldwide the young generation uh they are on esports and i'm the the president i've been appointed the president of the uh ioc esports commission so it's also key for the for the ioc uh, to be connected with the young generation and as you mentioned we can see the uh, enthusiasm for for uh, following i would say all these esports events and uh, for the ioc it's a big question uh, how to involve without uh loathing our philosophy that is to promote uh, with peace through sport that means not to have esports or games uh, with in mind to kill the other people in front of you so we have to respect the olympic values but however we believe that there is a, a, a bridge uh, in between the esports and the sports community, and we can see that it's a great success for the ASEAN Games. Uh, so, uh, we had a discussion with present, uh, IOC President Thomas Barr uh, to find what will be our journey uh, regarding esports, but probably a lot of opportunities also for the Olympic movement.
1: This is very interesting. And also, out of my personal curiosity, where do you draw the line of what is physical sports and what is e-sports for instance if children are playing video games too much uh, how how are we going to tell them come on get up and move a little bit they'll be saying well, i'm i'm moving i'm <laughs> i'm doing sports <laughs> where do you draw the line
2: that's exactly the discussions we had with the ioc presence is how we can also use uh, e-sports or the, the bridge in between to make sure that they will do physical activities uh, and that's important because uh we don't want people or a young generation to stay in their room playing games all the day. Uh, so uh, we can we can really have uh, bridges in between in between the two communities, and uh, with in mind to, for them to also practice real sport, to go outside, to be in good shape, uh, and that's that's so key. Um, so yes, we believe there are a lot of opportunities. When we met with the esports athletes and with the IUC athletes. It was very nice to see that they have some time to face the same problems. Uh, so the stress, uh, to be in good shape before the competition, to sleep well, to be in good health. Uh, to, and in fact, for the top of them, they practice sport activities because if they are not in good shape, they are not also at the top level to play sports.
1: David Labartian, president of the UCI. When we come back, chess is making a comeback to Asian games after a gap of 13 years. What can we expect from the return of the quietest competition? I talked to the president of the International Chess Federation.
0: Making room for all opinions and seeing events from more than one side. This is The Point.
1: After a 13-year absence, chess has made a comeback in the 19th Asian Games. The Continental Sporting Gala will kick off in East China's Hangzhou City at the end of September. Teams from across Asia will battle it out on the chessboard. Now, chess is a centuries-old game. It's not as visually stimulating as a football match or a 100-meter dash, but it's found new popularity both in the real world and on virtual platforms what's the charm of the sport what are the obstacles of taking the game to another level such as becoming an Olympic sport and where do Chinese players stand in this game I'm pleased to be joined from Moscow by Akadi Dvorkovich, president of the International Chess Federation or FIDE chess was first incorporated as an official sport at the Asian Games in 2006 for the very first time, but it was removed from the subsequent games in South Korea and Indonesia. Now it's back in the game again. So what's caused the twists and turns?
0: Uh, I'm happy that uh, chess is back to the Asian Games, of course. Uh, I think uh, the reason is that um, uh, over the past uh, few years, uh, chess uh, Uh, had been developing uh, uh, very fast all across the world Uh, and uh, uh, especially uh, in Asia. Uh, While before uh, uh, Europe and to some extent the United States had been uh, uh, dominating uh, chess uh, uh, all across um, uh, the world, uh, during the last few years, uh, uh, India, China and now Russia joined the Asian chess chess federation as well, uh, are the leaders of global uh, chess. Uh, China had uh, two first places at the Chess Olympics in Batumi back in 2018, uh, and uh, two world crowns, uh, both world champion and women world champion uh, are now Chinese uh, players, uh, Ding Li uh, and Ji Jun. Uh, so uh, it's uh, quite natural uh, in this respect that uh, uh, hosting uh, the Asian Games in Hangzhou in China led to the inclusion of chess uh, into Asian games. Uh, but again, it's a big rival uh, now. It's not just China. There is a huge uh, competition now between uh, China and India, and uh, still uh, Russia in Asia, and uh, more globally, also United States and Europe uh, are participating in this, uh, in this competition.
1: Let's come to that in just a moment, but uh, let's come back to the Asian Games. It's a a very big event that China is hosting. A lot of preparations are going in there and athletes are getting excited about participating in the game. As I said, this will be the first time in 13 years that international chess or chess is uh, in the games as well. What can we expect as, uh, for instance, the number of teams that are competing, what kind of games and how fierce will the competition be? during this year's Asian Games
0: the asian games uh, will combine uh, all uh, chess formats uh, from classical to uh, rapid and blitz uh, chess uh, uh, both individual and uh, team medals uh, will be awarded uh, uh, all countries are sending their best uh, players best teams uh, to the event uh, uh, and that means that it's uh, going to be very competitive and very exciting for spectators uh, uh, all across asia and even uh, outside of asia there are many uh, funds uh, for uh, agent players uh, in other parts of the uh, other parts of the world since uh, they're among the best
1: so as someone who really has no brain for this game help me understand in other sports for instance you have world records which people keep trying to break how so what happens in chess <laughs> how do you how do you bring well, uh, the level of the competition
0: yeah the, the highest the highest uh, um achievement you can make in chess is to become the world champions. Uh, And uh, that starts with kids. Uh, uh, We have uh, kids tournaments, youth tournaments, junior tournaments. So uh, kids uh, can already achieve something in their uh, uh, early careers uh, uh, becoming world champions uh, in uh, in chess. And then uh, achieving the world champion uh, uh, crown uh, is something that uh, is uh, completely uh, uncomparable to anything else since uh, Uh, over uh, 100, uh, almost 30-year history, we had only 17 uh, world champions, so not so many. So it's very prestigious uh, to become the Mm -hmm. world champion. But besides Mm -hmm. that, we have ratings, uh, uh, ratings uh, that uh, uh, show you what your uh, what your level yeah. is uh, so you can always compare you to other people uh, okay. both by, by playing tournaments over the board and online online you can play any minute any day and you yeah. play with uh, people yeah. with different ratings so you can immediately see whether you increased your rating or, or not mm. uh, and that's uh, that's quite exciting.
1: So how popular exactly is this game in the world? Do you have estimation, like how many people are playing chess around the world? I understand for FIDE, you have affiliate members, help me understand that. I mean, does that mean in every country you have a representation? some 200 of them all over the world. Um, and what's FIDE's role in promoting yeah, this Yeah, FIDE sport?
0: International Chess Federation is based on membership. Uh, we have 200 uh, uh, members, uh, national chess federations. Uh, they are our stakeholders. And each, in each country, there is a chess community in some countries it's huge like in china or india or, or united states or uh, or russia in some countries it's uh, it's very small like uh, small uh, islands in the pacific uh, sometimes just 100 people uh, of uh, uh, of players uh, in the community uh, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, each player is uh, important since uh, it's about uh, Uh, enjoying the game, playing in the professional tournaments, and sending the teams to the Olympiad. The Olympiad combines all the teams. Uh, In the recent Olympiad uh, in China, in India, we had uh, 186 teams, uh, almost all uh, members uh, represented. Uh, uh, Huge thing, one of the biggest sport events in the world um, uh, that uh, uh, that we have uh, in the sport uh, calendar. Uh, But uh, to estimate how many people are actually playing chess is very difficult, since uh, you never know. Any person I'm talking uh, around uh, in any country uh, tells me that, uh, yes, I can play chess, uh, but yeah. professionally, of course, professionally less. Professionally, I think we have about uh, uh, one, 1. 1.5 million playing chess. Wow. Uh, our rough wow. estimates for people who are playing chess regularly, uh, is uh, uh, about uh, six seven hundred million uh, people around the world
1: So what what is the situation in in China just now you mentioned right now both the uh, male and female world champions are Chinese how do you evaluate the popularity of this game and growth? Of this game in China in recent years? Well, decades. first of all, c-
0: certainly uh, the Chinese version of chess is more popular in China than international chess. Uh, we acknowledge that, we know that, uh, and uh, it's based on a long, long tradition. It's a variation of chess that uh, was created also centuries ago, uh, and it's also an exciting uh, game. Uh, but uh, we can see that uh, the popularity of international chess is also growing. Uh, uh, new uh, schools, new clubs are being created, new educational programs are being developed by uh, provinces, uh, by uh, cities, uh, and that involves more and more, more kids. Uh, and of mm-hmm. course, at the higher level, uh, there are special schools, special um, programs uh, that uh, help uh, to raise a new generation of professional uh, chess players. And uh, uh, whatever tournament uh, you come to in, in the world, there are strong young Chinese players that are coming out of those uh, uh, yeah. programs. Uh, and, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I hope that uh, with the opening of China after the pandemic, we'll have more uh, uh, international events in China uh, as well, well so that people will come and see it. Uh.
1: I, I find out to my surprise that actually a lot of people are playing chess online or watching live streaming chess games online so how could one of the world's oldest and most cerebral games capture so many young fans so quickly online what explains that
0: yeah first of all people love playing Uh, and uh, any kind of uh, game gaming uh, including online uh, playing now uh, becomes popular and with the oldest intellectual game uh, uh, around uh, putting it online Uh, I think people just enjoy it uh, and uh, people have fun uh, just playing. But uh, some part of those people who are playing start watching. uh, And if streamers are good enough, if they Uh, Create really fun content. Uh, If uh, they explain uh, things uh, in simple language, uh, then people start following. uh, And some of the best streamers uh, get millions and millions of spectators. Uh, It's a very healthy uh, development, uh, I would say. And uh, uh, it's not by surprise that chess was included in esports games uh, in Singapore uh, this year in June under the umbrella of International Olympic Committee. Uh, And actually, Chinese players also participated in that. Uh, uh, So chess is both. uh, the physical game over the board game and e-sports so uh that's Mm -hmm. a combination that makes uh, us quite unique
1: well just now you mentioned the olympics um chess has yet to make it to the olympics however and i know that you have been working diligently on it what's the likelihood of it happening and if so when do you foresee
0: I think the likelihood is very uh, high, but uh, the time frame is unpredictable. (laughs) Chess belongs now to the family of mind sports uh, that uh, has a special uh, uh, section in the Olympic uh, family at this point. uh, uh, And uh, currently the International Olympic Committee uh, doesn't foresee chess uh, uh, to be included in the uh, next or, uh, Olympic Games or uh, ones that uh, will come after the next one. Uh, but uh, uh, the developments uh, that uh, we saw uh, during the last few years uh, with our active participation uh, give us real hope. Uh, we were able to uh, include chess uh, into uh, Continental Games, uh, Asian Games is one of the mm-hmm. best examples. Chess was an exhibition sport in European Games, uh, African Games, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, a part of the official program in uh, uh, some of the American Games, including Central and uh, Cari- uh, Central American Caribbean Games uh, this okay. year. So it's a very good development. Olympic e sports, uh, the second one. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we are more and more uh, talking to the IOC uh, members and National Olympic Committee presidents, mm-hmm. uh, and they're supportive. So, Uh, I hope and I dream that at one point a chess player will become an Olympic champion.
1: Let's see. Now, for learners in China, in Asia, and of course around the world, what is your recommendation on how to improve their performance rather quickly? Um, Does it require a very high IQ to start with?
0: Uh, everyone can learn chess, everyone can play chess uh, in uh, any age, uh, basically, starting from three-year-old. Me or included
1: to, as well. Uh, <laughs>
0: you you, you <laughs> okay. included, definitely, for sure. Uh, uh, it's not difficult to start uh, there are many ways to do that uh, if you uh, not find uh, a good uh, uh, coach around uh, or just a guy who uh, who knows how to uh, play uh, simple chess uh, you can do it online there are uh, all kind of courses uh, at major online platforms and uh, separate ones you can choose any you, uh, you like uh, and then it all depends on uh, what your desire uh, is uh, Uh, Just to uh, have fun, enjoy, and play recreationally, you can uh, get basic knowledge and start playing. And then uh, if you play regularly and you have to do it, uh, it's uh, uh, like in any sport, like in any activity, Uh, then uh, you will improve uh, uh, quickly over a period of uh, just uh, uh, three to six months. Um, uh, You will uh, already understand that you're playing uh, at the level uh, of uh, 30-40% of people in the world, uh, and uh, that's achievable. But if you want to uh, achieve a level where you can uh, compete in the tournaments, in the official tournaments, it requires much more work. Uh, You have Mm -hmm. uh, to have uh, uh, a coach, you have to work uh, a few hours a day, and. uh not eight hours a day since uh, in this case it will uh, chess will substitute your uh, uh, current occupation and you will have to learn uh, to, to earn money with chess uh, but uh, at least two three hours a day if you uh if you start training if you start working uh, uh, after maybe uh, uh, one two years you can start participating in good tournaments uh, why not uh, so, if it is your desire if you want it, really
1: <laughs> i i think i'll limit my scope of interest of hobbies but uh for the young people, and lastly, for the young people who are into chess, um, what will be the one thing not to do?
0: That's what we are trying to teach people, uh, to teach kids in the schools. That's why we want to bring chess to schools, uh, to, uh, uh, to let them know that it is okay to make mistakes. It's okay even to lose the game, since uh, next day you win. You have to uh, to be not disappointed with uh, losing. You have to analyze what you did and improve. Uh, So just don't be disappointed, have fun. uh, And in this case, you will enjoy chess for the rest of your life.
1: Akadi Dvorakovic, President of the International Chess Federation. With that, we come to the end of this special edition of The Point with me, Liu As always, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter using the handle Liu Xin in Beijing. You've got The Point.